free from being slaves in Egypt, the Israelites are now six weeks into their journey. For six weeks, they have been following Moses, really God, but they seem to have forgotten about God. They are complaining to Moses and Aaron and complaining about Moses and Aaron, who are their spiritual leaders, instead of remembering that it's God that has brought them to where they are this day. It is God that leads Moses to do what is best for the Israelites. Six weeks is long enough for them to realize they are now moving into the wilderness. They are no longer filled with the excitement of freedom from slavery. They are now in panic mode as hunger strikes. Six weeks is all it takes for Israel to forget that God listens, that God cares, that God is actively working in their lives. The look of scarcity in the wilderness is too much for the hungry people of Israel. So what do they do? Well, besides complain, which they did, they begin to reminisce. They say, why did we ever leave Egypt? Being in slavery was so nice. We had plenty of food. We had a nice bed. We were comfortable. It was so luxurious. Wouldn't it be so nice, so wonderful if we could just go back? Do you see what fear did? Do you see what fear does to our lives, how it alters our view, how it changes our behavior, how it changes our path? In Chad, which is a desert area close to Egypt, they have a saying, one day of hunger can make a wife leave her husband's house. I'll say that again. One day of hunger can make a wife leave her husband's house. When we're suffering, we don't see the world around us the way it really is. It's altered. Our vision is skewed with lenses that are focused on ourselves. We aren't ourselves when we're hungry. We turn into a worse version of ourselves when we're hungry. Whenever I marry a couple, I always tell the entire wedding party at the rehearsal to make sure they eat before they arrive the next day to take pictures. Why? Because people are more cooperative and patient when they're full. They're happier and easier to work with when they're full. Here, Moses would tell you these people were not easy to work with. Moses tells God what they're saying. They want to go back to Egypt. The scarcity of the desert. Being hungry, it's too much. They want to turn around. 
they're losing trust in you. That's one of the things that fear leads us to do. We look back fondly at things when we don't like where we currently are. We could in actuality be happier where we currently are than where we were, yet the moment we begin to be unhappy or dissatisfied, we look back reminiscing with fondness. Fear and anxiety leads us to anything that gets us out of our current situation, even if it means returning to a shortened life of slavery. We've survived the past. We know we can do it. But we're uncertain about the future and what it holds. And our anxiousness leaves us grasping at anything we can get our hands on to get us out of our current situation. Imagine we could have a debilitating pain in our foot for 20 years keeping us from things we love to do. And then out of the blue, a new pain arises from our knee. And we long for the pain we used to experience from our foot. We look back at the past with such fondness we forget to look ahead with hope. We forget that we can dream of a life without pain in our leg or our foot. Whatever has our attention in that moment is what we worry about. It's what we talk about, what we complain about. We hone in on it and it becomes our central focus. The Israelites are free from slavery. But the reality of making it on their own is harder than they had imagined. So they took a look back at the days of slavery with fondness. I imagine it's a lot like leaving your parents' house for the first time. You move out all excited, no longer under their rule in their house. But when you realize how hard it is to get a job that pays all of your bills, to cook, to clean, to do your own laundry, to pay taxes, to make car payments, you begin to complain about this whole adult thing. And you reminisce fondly of how you had it made when you were living with your parents. You forget about the house rules, the limitations and restrictions. You forget about your newfound freedom. Your perception changed. And part of the fear then becomes the realization of not ever being able to go back to the way things were. That's what the Israelites were facing. They were all in the wilderness, expecting death, hungry, wishing only to turn around and make it safely back to Egypt, back to the way things were, where they had food each day and a place to lay their heads at night. 
They were too afraid to go forward. But there's not enough. There's not enough food. There's not enough strength. There's not enough trust. We as a church do that. We dream of something better. And when God leads us out into our dream and we follow the spirit, we get uncomfortable. And we cry out, turn around. There's not enough. There's not enough money. There's not enough people, not enough volunteers. There's not enough space. There's not enough interest. There's not enough support. We get scared when there's not enough. And we turn away from where God and the Spirit lead us. But God, in the scarcity of the desert, heard their cry. And gave them what they needed each day in order to move forward. For their promise of life and identity was not behind them. It's in front of them. The theme for World Food Day this year is small farmers. Small farmers are changing the way we as a world view food. They're taking us from scarcity to abundance, showing us that regardless the space of land we have to work and grow from, that we can do it. From balcony and indoor garden systems in small skyscraper apartments to backyard and community gardens in landlocked countries, small farmers are giving us hope. These vines of food are fields of faith that are blessing people all around the world. Yay for small farmers and the knowledge that they're passing on to the world. Knowledge that is feeding our world. We have abundant harvests here in Iowa, as well as many grocery stores and even 24-hour drive-through food restaurants but for many throughout the world, they don't know where their next meal is coming from. We pray, give us this, our daily bread. Just as a newborn baby cries out to their parents to let them know that they need food, the Israelites cry out to God. And God hears them. And God cares about them. God provides. There's no need for stockpiling. There is enough. Enough for everyone. New blessings come each day. You simply have to look for them. Their love for God will grow and deepen as their journey continues. <laughs> The abundance of quail and water come. God's people learn to dream, to hope for new, excitingly great things to come in their future. Knowing God is with us, God will provide. Life is no longer built under fear and anxiety 
but instead it's built on the freedom and abundance of God's grace. It turns out the wilderness is a lot better than Egypt ever was.